You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. y'all we back for another episode of the music impulse on this special episode this is another classic experience episode um on this one we're we're switching it up a little bit you know um uh kind of going a little bit out, out, outside the the guidelines of the premise of the show a little, a little bit but we're going through uh jay dealer we're going through a couple projects you know in this episode i got my guy shot um so i'm going through and uh, let him give us a breakdown of, of what we're going to go through for this this Jay Dilla episode, since it's, it's a little switch up from what we usually do. All right, so I picked two albums. Actually, now let me start from the beginning. This is actually supposed to be, this is a supplement for a Shiver Smiles episode, because by the time you hear this, both of us will be returning from our journeys this is the first that we're both going on vacation so <laughs> so that's exciting so basically we had to think of something and i said let's rehash an old idea um aka the music experience and this time i just picked two of my favorite albums from jay dilla donuts and the shining i asked joshua here joshua my boy have you heard these two he said no I said, come on, man, you're playing with me, right? He said, no, I have not heard these two. I said, all right, then get at me when you listen to these two. So we're about to hear how he feels about these albums. And has he learned anything new about my boy James Yancey from the other D-town, Detroit, Michigan? Um, he's a Detroit legend, a Detroit staple, and he's still missed to this day. Shout out to my dukes, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's just um, definitely an artist where I hear certain beats from him or I hear certain tracks that I know he produced and I just start smiling because not only did we lose a great person, but we also, you know, lost a great producer. So, yeah, rest in peace to Dilla always. J.D. Yeah, but uh, so go along there a little background. Uh, if y'all don't know, Jay, Jay Dilla, uh, also known as James DeWitt Yancey, born February 7th, 1974, passed away February 10th, 2006. So that's also a good reason for why we doing this right now. We, we're a little bit past uh, the, the date of uh, when he sadly left us. Um, and um, his birthday. Yep, yeah, and his birthday. Um, so, you know, record producer, rapper. Grew up in Detroit, Michigan. He was a member of the group Slum Village, you know. So if y'all are old enough to remember Slum Village, he, he was a part of that great collective. He was part of the Soul Aquarians. You might have heard a, a lot of stuff that he did was with like Buster Rhymes, Common, De La Soul, Erica Badu, you know, Mad Lib. Those just some of the, the bigger names that 
he, he worked with a, a lot. He died at the age of 32 from a combination of TTP and lupus. Uh, shout out to those fight, fighting that fight. You know, I, I have a sister that has lupus, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a big lupus advocate in, on that. You know, I've done the, the lupus walk a couple times. But, you know, um, legendary producer, uh, got got some 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 dope projects that that I, again I had never heard heard of some of the albums. You know, Welcome to Detroit, Champions Champion Sound with Mad Lib, The Shining, Donuts, The Diary. He got an unreleased a couple unreleased projects. Uh, the Jay Delicious compilations. Uh, what else? We got some some lost tapes. We got some other projects. Uh, Sniper Light with MF Doom and Goldfish Killer. That was something that was done uh, posthumously. Um, just different things like that. So, again, like Shot said, he, he had me go through. He, he sent me a, um, an Apple playlist of, of some joints to, to, to go through and, and check those out. Uh, a lot of those, I, I, I was like, okay, I've, I've heard a uh, majority. Never knew that Jay Dilla had, had did the track, so that, that was dope. And then, you know, listening to... Donuts and The Shining. Also check that out today. I also got a, a gift as the from the the new book that it's all about him. I actually didn't get a chance to read any of the, the the book yet. Uh, but he, he there's a a new book that's that's out by my guy Jay Dilla. Um, what did I say the name of the book is? Uh, forgot to write it down. Dilla's not you showed me. Because it's not, yeah, it's not, not in front of me. Uh, Dilla time, uh, yeah, from from the the great Arthur Dan Charnis. If anybody knows about Dan Charnis, he, he also did a, a another book uh, back back in the day, um, which I think I have that one too. The Dan, the other Dan Charnis book. What was the fuck was that? The big payback, the history of hip hop business, the the history of the business of hip hop. The uh, that's the other book that Dan Charnis is, is is known for writing. So he did a new book called Dilla Time about the history of Dilla, um, which I just got like a couple days ago. So if if we would have had a little bit more layup time, I would have definitely been able to read a little bit more. But I'm just gonna get into that next. It's gonna be something I'm gonna oh, hopefully yeah, so try to get done with uh, next month. He also wrote Work Clean. Hmm. The life-changing power of misemplo- of misemplaced to organize your life, work, and mind. All right, shout out to Dan Charnis. You just put me on. Just put me on the Dan. I know Dan had three books out here about some good yeah, topics. Yeah, I know he had three. Uh ooh. Also, just random side note yeah. I just saw it on Instagram. Uh, my man Van Lathan just announced he, he's come out with it, it. His life story book, Tales from the Trenches of Transformation, Fast, yes, Crazy, and Tired. Well, uh, we a uh, big fan of Van. Hopefully, he'll do a shot of smiles one day. Oh, uh, yeah, because I love how uh, Van is also really open with the his depression and anxiety and, and everything. He'd literally be like, Yo, I'm still fighting this stuff. To this day, he he literally talks about how he has like three or four like different therapists and psychologists that he he goes to currently. So I, I love how really open with that, and you know, sadly his father just passed away unexpectedly uh, yeah. a couple couple months ago. So I I know he's he's been on his episodes lately, openly talking about that. Uh, one of the ones that really hit me was 
how he's mentioned a lot of the things that had gone that went unsaid between him and his father. He was like, Yeah, like me and my father had a lot of um lies that in, in between us that from a lot of unspoken things. He's like, That's the only thing I regret is that a lot of those things we never got to hash out. He's like, That's a, really the only thing I that I really regret between me and my father. Like a lot of things that he thought about me and a lot of stuff I thought about him that we, we never actually got to say, but was kind of just tension between us. But you know, the shout out to Van. But to get back to you know the, the Jay Diller, uh, I'll let you take it away. Uh shot again, you know, break down why you chose what you chose and you know, give us also some other history of why you chose Diller in your own personal history will. First, I picked him because like I said, uh February 10th, he had just passed. February 7th was his birthday. February 7th is also the date that he dropped um his most prolific album donuts that most people know him for i've been a fan at least since about mm, 0304 so i remember 13 14 years old riding on the train dark trains just got here for everybody up there i just aged myself right there dark trains have just barely been running around then so you know i took i took you take the train to school and like a, you know, you and me, same, same in that regard of always had the Walkman on us. Mm-hmm. So I always would just make these mixtapes, either to sell them or me. I was like that weird music head that I would burn extras. Oh, you like you like what you heard on my CD player? Yeah, here. Mm-hmm. Right, take that, take that home. Let me know if you like the whole thing. <laughs> If you would like to donate, you know, come back, donate. You know, if you just liked it, you know. Hey, I was, I was buying them in bulk anyway, so it was all good. But, yeah, that was definitely someone I kept. Like, I kept their album somewhere near me. There's a lot of, like, I think the first time I listened to Donuts. You got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I heard was you got to tell me. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like it was like I listened to like the title track, and it just I just started smiling out of nowhere. It just brings back fond memories. Now, the shining, the shining, I picked that because there's a lot of really good songs on there. There's one really good song. Um, I'll get to that when we talk about our favorites. But that album was. 75% complete when Dilla was alive. So that one was that was actually pretty good, but also, like I said, there's a lot of great artists on it. Common, I believe, Bust the Bus is on it. Bust the Bus, again, a favorite of the show. Love some Bust the Rhymes. So, you know, I just picked that because I know I didn't want to just pick an instrumental uh tape for you to listen to. And not have something because I know you, you like music as much as I do. So I was like, oh, let me let me give him something with some lyrics, <laughs> so he has something to listen to with people on it. So yeah, that's why I picked those two because oh, also it's Black History Month, and it don't get more Black history than Dilla, Detroit, <laughs> and hip hop. Yeah, shout out to the three one three. Yes. 
But uh, I guess it, <laughs> no, 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 no. I said that was, that was the best intro. That was the best mm-hmm. intro I could right there. All right, so uh, we'll go through um, through donuts first. Um, Kate, I said, I, I was recorded in 2005, largely d- during his uh, stay at Cedar Sinai Medical Center, due due to his uh, again his TTP and and lupus. Uh, it received widespread critical acclaim for its dense eclectic sampling and perceived confrontation of mortality. Um, basically, you know it. The it was yeah, thirty one tracks. I I literally can't say I have a favorite because just within an hour before recording, <laughs> I I, find, I finally was uh, getting a chance to to go through. I actually went through Donuts last. I went through the other projects first. So literally, I really can't say anything that st- stood out to me besides the one. What did I say? I think it was uh. Either stop or people or something like that. It would use like the Jada Kiss sample. So that that that's one that definitely stood out to me. I can't remember which one. I knew it was like either like stop or people, but I know, I know that was a, a Jada Kiss sample. But uh, other than that, really nothing that really stood out to me just yet. Just awful. Just like I said, just finishing it up. Yeah, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna uh, check it out again. Uh, the the samples and all that I'm like, hey, it made me feel like I was about to get back in my rapper bag, you know. Uh, uh, oh yeah, there's some beats on there. Uh, uh, it makes it check. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I think about donuts. Make you feel like the beats are so cold. It make you feel like you you can rap. Yeah, yeah. It make you make you want to make you want to do a mixtape to donuts. It, it really do. Yeah, it definitely was some tracks. I was like, "Yo, if I sit there and listen to this uh, long enough, <laughs> might be coming with, with some, some bars." And with this ADHD generation, you know, this 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 could be my album right right here because all these songs are like no more than two minutes long. And that's what I told you. I was like, "You can get through that. It's easy to get through." That's another reason I like it. Like that's a good for me. Once I got on the train and once I got to school, it was over. <laughs> And then when I got on the bus, I just play something else because <laughs> I only had like from there to the school like five minutes. <laughs> so I was like one or two songs, and then I had to turn it off anyway to go inside. So yeah, like I said, it was a, it was the perfect ride album because once I got to where I was going, it was already done. I felt mm-hmm. complete. But for yeah. me, um, two can win. Most people probably remember that one from when Big Sean freestyled on it. Okay. Yeah, so that that beat is now like cool to me. I always thought it was a really nice beat, like it's real upbeat. But yeah, I now remember it for when Big Sean freestyled on it. And usually, if you freestyle on a little beat, it's corny. But Big Sean actually did his thing on it, and him being from Detroit was just the icing on the cake. Um, another favorite one of mine is "Time," the Donut of the Heart. Now that beat always puts me in a good mood. I don't know why. It just starts off. I don't know what it is, but I just start smiling. It just puts a smile on my face because, um, like Jay Z say, one of my favorite things they said, "Them cold winners." <laughs> I start remembering them cold winners. <laughs> So every time I hear that, I was like, yeah, it was yeah, it was a good time. But the other one I really, really liked was Last Donut of the Night, which is the next to last track. That's another beat that I really, really enjoy. 
like I said, the way that he sampled and manufactured beats, it does. I, that's why people miss him the way that they do. Because it just, it didn't make sense. I mean, he was using it was Jackson Five. It was you know Dion Ward. He just wherever like. Like some of those songs you listen to, like, ah, man, this is like old school. This is, I think he used four times. I think he used stylistics. You know, he just, that's one thing I like about producers like him, Kanye, before he went crazy. Um, <laughs> and um, Alchemist is doing it right now. I'm sorry, y'all, for bringing up Alchemist for like the 40th time in the last, what, 15 episodes of anything we've done. Uh, <laughs> but he's really doing he's really doing his thing with the samples so you know that's why I, like i like guys like that status selector another guy who does it mm-hmm. um this is like i love when they use when they just take the old or the vintage if you will and transform it into something mm-hmm. new and on that album something fresh something something for our young ears to listen to you know, but then when you play it for the old heads, they sit up there like, well, what you know about that? Man, mm-hmm. that song is blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. So definitely, you know, it's something to bring people together. But like I said, the fact that he like worked on this while stick off and on and still got it done right and it dropped right on his birthday is incredible. But was he but what's sad about it is also is that he passed like three years, like three days later. Mm-hmm. So you know he he doesn't know that he left us with a masterpiece, but he might have felt like he did. I'm sure he felt like he did. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can go go on to the 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 next one, uh, the the Shining, also released in in 2006. Uh, this album again, yeah, was he were he was working on it while he he was sick in the, in the hospital, uh, undergoing uh, treatments uh, for you know lupus and TTP. Uh, a little bit on that, he uh, while he worked on it, he used a, a Boss SP three hundred three sampler and a small forty small forty five record player that his friends bought him to make everything for this album. Uh, they said he was about 75% done, and a lot of the records his mother and his friends would bring were used as sample sources. Uh, there was a documentary called Crate Diggers that his mom actually described everything that went through with this album. She said, as, as the album was ultimately only 75% complete at the time of Jay Dilla's passing, his friend and fellow Detroit hip-hop artist Kareem Riggins was entrusted by uh, his mom and Jay Dilla himself for the co- completion and handling of the records. Riggins has indicated that there will be further future releases of Dilla's music in the coming years, stating that all his music needs to be heard. So a lot of that stuff that he was working on, like they said, was here on on, on this album. Uh, just to go through for some uh, some of the features on there, we had Buster Rhymes, D'Angelo, Mad Lib, Black Common. Dog, Common, Some Village, um, Guilty Simpson, yeah, Guilty Simpson, Feral Monch. Uh, Jay Rockin' again, uh, Dwelle, uh, and again, uh, Kareem Riggins, uh, which was uh, his, his best friend that was also a rapper at the time. But yeah, Kareem Riggins is the one that pretty much said, like, yeah, it was 75% complete, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, uh, came came out to be twelve dope tracks, uh, just off of like again, just the the the, the one uh, listen. E equals MC squared. That was a, a standout to me. I definitely fucks with that one. Uh, that sample that Fair March was on on the on the love track. Uh, the guilty Simpson, guilty Simpson and Mad Lip track, baby. I love that that sample. That was a, a, a dope one. Uh, Jungle Love, that was also stood out to me. And Dying Peace and Love Moving from Black Thought. Those are like those are like five or six that just stood out to me. Just from one listen through that. I was like, okay, I'm definitely about to run these Dang, ones. That's crazy. But my, my favorite song did not stand out to you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, no, everybody's favorite song off this album is these are. Wasn't mine. I was like, oh, which one was that? Was that so far to go? Oh, the common, yeah, common and D'Angelo and that beat. There's just something about it. You, I've, I've, I won't name the times and places I played that song, but it it works. (laughs) Song works. (laughs) You play that, it'll it'll work. I'll probably get more hip children off of another more listen, but I was like, yeah, just those are the ones that did still through just from one listen through. Yeah, so. definitely def, definitely fucks with. I was like, because oh, basically like because like, 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 geek down, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm about to hear Buster rapping. I was like, oh no, Buster just does the intro. Yeah, he, he just, just does the intro. So I was <laughs> I was I was just kind of deflated because the first time I ever heard of Jay Dilla was thanks to Buster Rhymes. So I was thinking like, oh, I'm about to hear just Buster just going, Mars, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, hey, just letting y'all know, y'all listen to a Jay Dilla album. This is your boy, Buster Bus, which Buster said on his new album, which we don't know when he's going to drop it. He's been working on it for like over a year now. He said- But you know how he do. You know that's how he do. So. Yeah. But he did say he, he has some unreleased Jay Dilla tracks on the on the new album. I'll take so, it. So I was like, oh, well, okay, so we're getting at least one, one new Jay Dilla track on on the new Buster album. Now, hopefully that comes out sometime soon. Buster been heating up. He's been doing some, get, some dope features. Lately. As we're talking about this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a comparison I never thought about until now doing this episode. He really was like the hip-hop chat with Bozeman. That's, hmm. Think about it. That's crazy. Hmm. He did all that work. And he still got work coming out. I yeah. mean, um, Chadwick don't have as many movies, uh, films um, left that are coming out, but he did all that work in that short period of time. Yeah. He did all of that into where he's still dropping stuff. Because, I mean, you got Rough Draft, you got J Love's Japan. Uh, what's the recent one? The most recent one was Motor City. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got all these. Like he wasn't like he he wasn't done. Just put it like that. He wasn't done. He wasn't done by by the, by even the slightest. Mm-hmm. Oh, you also had Jay Dilla's delights. Um, but yeah, Dilla wasn't done. But he did all of that in that short period of time. Like I said, I remember walking to Detroit. Probably one of my favorite albums when I was like 12, 13 years old. Like I said, I, I like you know I was one of them boom bap kids. I, I liked. Before I knew Quali was crazy too. <laughs> Loved him. Uh I think I've talked to you about common quite a lot. Like basically 
Common was always around. Because Common always was spitting some bars. The only time I was disappointed in him is when he was beefing with Drake. And yeah. he, he dropped that Canada dry line. And everybody else said that was cold. But I always listened to it. I said, it was mad was, corny. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. It was. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like, he was definitely a part of that. So, of course. Especially when it ends, she didn't end up with neither one of y'all. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, just the Soquarians period, um, Miss Erica Badu from South Dallas. Always got to mention that when you talk about Miss Badu. Um, at this time of recording, her birthday is this upcoming week. Her and my sister actually share the same birthday. So hey. happy early birthday to the queen, Erica Badu, her birthday this week. Met that woman multiple times. Cannot say I have a photograph with that woman, but it doesn't matter. I, I was around her presence. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters to me. Um, but yeah, well, so Aquarius, who else? Who else was in that group? Like I said, D'Angelo, um, most deaf. I'm sorry, Yasin Bay. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Q-Tip, Questlove, who I've seen, who I can say I've seen DJ and drum before. And he's good at both. <laughs> he is very, he is very good at both. Um, Bilal, my God. I said Dwale was, uh, Dwale was a part of Soquarians, but actually he wasn't. But Dwale was, is definitely, a, is definitely a good artist. That I like, and I'm trying to think about some Dwale tracks outside of Flashing Lights. I believe he was sung on that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Besides that, I'm trying to think something. <laughs> besides Flashing Lights, that might be his biggest one right there. I'm trying to think of some. See, back in the day, I could tell you like a whole bunch of Dwale. Uh, songs due to the fact that I was probably one of the very few listening to his albums. <laughs> but right now I am stuck. But yeah, it's like, you know, what did you think outside of your favorite tracks in the shine? What else did you think about it from your initial listen? Oh, I just thought it was a, a complete uh well-rounded album. I was like, yo, it didn't really do too much. He kept it within like the the lyrical spirit that you know they gonna deliver every single time i thought all the samples were dope <laughs> i was like damn just just makes me want to like i wish i could have been sitting in the room just watching him do his process that would have been dope to re uh really see that so and i was just like okay i could see i could see why niggas thought he was awesome especially along with that that playlist you, you sent me of all the other shit he did um you know, uh, I had the running from Farside on there. I had heard about that. Uh, the light from Common, I knew about that. I, one of my uh, favorite songs. Got it till it's gone. I knew about that one. Uh, Didn't you know? Erica Badu, Dynamite, The Roots, Feel Like Making Love, uh, from D'Angelo, Players, Some Village. Uh, the first new track that I had had never heard of was Sometimes from the brand new Heavies featuring Q-Tip. So that was a that was a dope one I had never heard before. Uh, Breathing Stop from Q-Tip, House of Flying Daggers from, from Raekwon. Another new one that I had never heard of for me was uh, Once Again from A Tribe Called Quest. 
Uh, show me what you got from Busta Rhymes and whip you with a strap from my guy, Ghostface Killer. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big ghost fan. So to, to hear that, I was like, oh, okay. This uh, ghost got him a Jay Dilla track. So I thought that was dope and, and fire. So, uh, especially out of, out, of, out, of, fact that out of 13 songs I had heard, loved them before. It just makes me like, oh, okay. Now I got a little bit more information that Jay Dilla did all these. I'm gonna have to really dive deep into these tracks and really even listen even even more closely. Oh, his discography is crazy. Of things he's produced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go, like I said, go through albums. Like um Stressed Out, which is one of my favorite songs. Um, that's featuring Faith Evans. That's what that's a really dope song for him. Um I'm 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 gonna butcher this. Excuse, uh, pardon me, y'all, but it goes like this: Get it to be stressed out, stressed out. It go like that's the hook. Is Faith that was singing that? And yeah, that that was one of my favorite songs. The first time I heard that song, believe it or not, wasn't even on the album. This is most random place. It was on an episode of Moesha. <laughs> let me let me say that like I don't know if you have you seen all of the episodes or do you kind of remember mm-hmm. some of them? All right, you remember when they went to that summer jam thing and MC Light was there? Oh Stave yeah, was MC. there. That's yeah, the song. That. Yeah, that's the song that uh Tribe was doing. Okay, that was okay. produced by Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all when I said it. I was like. Okay, if you've seen that episode of Moesha where they performed on the episode. Yes. Yeah, when you said the MC Light one, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, definitely. Yeah, remember yeah. Which I never did go back when they added it to Netflix. I need to go back and watch. Yeah. Uh, uh No, you want to go on. If you have Paramount Plus, go on Paramount Plus. Yeah, don't, don't, Netflix took all the good music out. Yeah, Netflix took all the music out. Oh, yeah, go on Par- yeah, go on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime. Okay, Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. do not do not go on Netflix. They took all the music out. Like, in the, oh. remember in the first episode when she was with Oaji and she said, "I want to be," and they played, "I want to be down." Mm-hmm. It's out, <laughs> and that's her song. That's not like so, that's yeah, <laughs> that's her song. That's a song with her on it. And they took they took a Brandy song off a show with Brandy on, so yeah, don't don't look at the one on uh, Netflix, y'all. That's not oh, the that's, that's not the way. Yeah. Oh, that's whack. Because you know it's people that, that probably never even seen Brandy. They just watching the like. You don't even know how much even greater this show was just by having the music in it. Exactly. So yeah, but I was saying she had Dan Max on one episode and Mary J. Blige too. Yep. Nah, that, no, nah, nah. what was it? That little, <laughs> that little uh, Moesha multiverse. <laughs> Them and the Parkers. I said they both mm-hmm. had like dope music on it. <sighs> I still remember Lil Zane being on there, and he literally. And if somebody asked me, did, did Lil Zane ever have another song? No. Stop asking. He never had another song. <laughs> he never had another song. <laughs> it was literally calling me, and that was pretty much it. And I think he featured on the Hardball soundtrack with Bow Wow and that movie. That was it. I can't tell you anything else he did. 
but yeah, like that's definitely one of the songs. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeffs, Are You Ready? Off the Magnificent EP. That's another one that always stands out to me, which we're going we, we gonna to have to do Jazzy Jeff for one of these. Because I know we, t- I know you and me have talked about with uh, Don't Take It Personal, Will Smith, or The Fresh Prince, DJ J- and DJ Jazzy Jeff. But DJ Jazzy Jeff's solo projects where he just cutting and producing have been absolutely bananas. That's why to me, he is a straight up legend. <laughs> to everybody, he's a straight up legend. But to me, especially, he's a straight up legend. Quali, like I said, Quali's quality album. Where do we go and stand to the side? He produced those joints. Um, basically, if it's on Stone's throw, he probably had a hand in them. So, like the J Lib albums, of course, because I mean, it was him and Mad Lib, so done. Yeah. But yeah, like I can go on and on about Dilla, for sure. Um. Ah. Oh. An album I know you've heard, Common's B album. He did two yeah. tracks on that. Love is and it's your world. That was him. Mm-hmm. So next time you run those back, you know that was him. The Big Bang, you can't hold the torch. One of my favorite songs on there. Not only did he do Whip You with the Strap, he did Beauty Jackson on Fishkill. So you know you heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, comeback season. Where to now? So Drizzy, so Drizzy Drake before he just started stealing people's identities, <laughs> um, <laughs> used a Dilla sample on his mixtape. So yeah, like I said, yeah, definitely a guy who was missed. But you know, I'm just I just want to share those two albums with you because they're two of my favorite albums. So again, I thought it'd be a good, you know, introduction to them. Because because I like Welcome to Detroit, yeah, it's cool. But I was like, nah, you where he really shined was his second and third album. So that's the reason I another reason I picked those two. Yeah, so, I'm I'm definitely gonna be running both of them back i probably do do it tomorrow or something like that or you know uh or if again since y'all are hearing this uh in the future uh i've already listened to it probably on on the plane or something like that during during my trip you know what i'm saying uh, was, i suggest them to you i've been listening to them repeatedly and like i said i got well i got donuts on vinyl the shining is a rare one so every time I see it, I don't know if it's a bootleg or what, but every time it, re- it re-releases, I miss it by like a few days. <laughs> like it's a, that one is so good. It's so, it, it always sells out. You can't catch that. I mean, I've went on Stone's Throw and tried to get it sold out every time. Damn. So I'm still looking for it. But donuts, um, there, there's two different vinyls. There's one with the donut shop on it. That's the most that's the most common one that a lot of people get. But I got mine off of Stone's Throw, and that one is the one with the famous photo of him smiling. Mm-hmm. When I bought the album, I did not want the donut shop one. I wanted the one that I had seen in my whole life. 
<laughs> so that's the one that I have. Is the one of him smiling on the cover. Probably one of my favorite. That's definitely for me. I don't care about your opinion if you listen to this. It's one of my top five, if not top ten album covers of all time. It's nice. one of my favorites. It is definitely one of my favorites. So yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm definitely gonna have to go go through and talk about some top uh album covers one day. I never really just sat and thought about that. But the- you know what I mean? I, I can tell you what a cover looks like. <laughs> I can tell you, oh man, that um, oh, they got woo up on it. How do you know? Oh, because I've seen that cover. That's one of my favorite covers. It's a really nice cover. <laughs> like uh, Nas's Illmatic. Like I said, I can go on about covers. So we don't do that. But Nas's Illmatic cover is one of my favorite ones. Uh, Reasonable Doubt's cover is one of my favorite album covers. Golly. Yeah, we're going to do an uh, album cover episode. Uh, oh. Shot response, miscount, impulse. One of them, I don't care. Yeah, we're we'll just talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about because, you know, uh, that's going to definitely take some some research for me because I ain't never really just paid just that. Or, like, really be like, oh, yeah, this is like memorable and that's like one of my favorites. But, well, yeah. I'm Let me take one. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something that I miss about physical music. That's the reason I got into collecting vinyls. You know what my favorite thing to do when I get a CD? I'm, I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite thing to do when you got a CD? Reading the liner notes. Thank you. I missed that. Yeah, I was like, that's a, if, it, if it's a, a still a CD from an artist that I like nowadays, like, I'm still going to uh, buy a physical just so I can, like, yeah, I want to read the, the line. Even though the title ha- has it now, but I was like, I need all the information. Like, where was yeah, it recorded? Thank you. Yeah, I need. Mean, thank. Did he thank his mama? Mm. Thank God. Did he thank his boy? Did he thank the gang? <laughs> Who was his girl at the time? Did he thank her? Like, <laughs> cause nowadays they did. Uh, they don't even do none of that. And if they do have a insert, it just says thank you everyone that had had, had a hand with this process. Yeah. <laughs> and thank the label because they pay him. Yeah. Okay, so what was everybody saying? They like we, we ain't had time for that. That's that's more paper. We can only do a front and a back. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's gotten bad when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to liner notes. Like liner notes back in the day used to have the reviewers. Like I have some old old ones. Like and some of them uh, would put like even lyrics. Like some some artists would actually put some of the lyrics the to the, lyrics, the yeah. If they ain't even putting the whole song, they gonna at least put like some standout lines to it. Yeah, but I'm talking like liner notes from back in the day, like on a vinyl, like from mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson. They have a review, actual review of the album before you listen to it. Oh wow! That was in the liner notes. That's how they used to do it. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I know. I for everybody who listens to everything that we do, I know they'd be like, "Shy can reference anything and connect it to something else." I was like, "Yes, I am that much of a historian and a nostalgic person that I can do that." But anyway, uh, <laughs> the movie Karina Karina when she was reading the back of the album, I thought she was kidding. When they would like put that, like when she was reading the back of a jazz album, and they said that he could play like in a sandstorm in the middle of the surf. It was something crazy like that. And I was like, they don't put stupid stuff like that. I started getting jazz albums, and that is the stupid reviews that would be on the back of the albums. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like they would just make this guy, this guy or this woman that's singing the most incredible singer or musician that you've ever heard. So. Yeah, that's I definitely am a big fan of liner notes. I am. I'm, a, I'm, a, 
I miss those days. So yeah, Damn. we're definitely gonna like I said, we just previewed another yeah. an episode that we're gonna do later on, probably very soon. All depends on um time because Josh has a special project and we just have to have that kind of time to, to run through album covers. Yeah. So but, hey, yeah, we just gonna have some 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 fun episodes for y'all uh coming up real soon for y'all. Um but anything else you wanna you wanna mention, sir, uh, about Jay Dilla or anything else before we wrap up? Again, uh, he has produced some things that definitely brings nostalgia. Like I said, I'm glad we still have DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, we have guys, like I said, we have guys who are still making classic beats. Especially, I'm just a big fan of Sam. I don't know why. I like sampling. I mean, I mean, there's a few beats sometimes where it's just fruity loops going crazy or whatever these kids are using nowadays. You know, you probably know more than I do, being a music person or what they're using. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's nothing like a good sample. Yeah, and I don't mean that. Um, Tory Lanez and who else be sampling a lot? I tell you, like this fool does um. nothing but sample. Just, yeah, just um, old songs. Who is that for? Uh, a man that uh copied um LMA's no, was that Tori that did LMA's joint? Who was the one that did LMA's joint? Um, no, that's that was the one that signed to uh Cash Money. Um, my man, uh, what's his name? Because I, I like him too. Name, yeah, but, you played it, you played but, it, and I was like, dog, but he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he played a few to, songs, and that's what that fool was doing. Yeah, he said he signed the uh cash money. He he's the one that got got into it with uh Ella May over uh stealing her her joint. Um, <laughs> but yeah, y'all know y'all know who he is <laughs> if y'all remember the, the whole LMA situation. But yeah, the only person and then yeah, we're definitely gonna be done after this. Only person that's actually been cool with sampling, maybe because of who his dad is. I don't know. Um, Christian Combs, aka King Combs. Yeah. Now when he now when he does it, it he's not like the best. Like I'm never gonna sit there and say he's like the world's most renowned rapper. Jacquees. Jacquees. Yeah. That's okay. Oh man, Mr. National Anthem. Um, <laughs> forgot. I mean, that's like the most original song he's ever uh, came out with outside of what Ocean. Mm -hmm. My boy YK Osiris, <laughs> which is still one of my favorite songs. Again, that's a situation song. Uh, put that in your Rolodex. Remember that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, other than King Kong, nah, there's a lot of people that be using samples that get on my nerves. So, yeah, but no, nah, like I said, Dilla definitely is the king of that. Sorry, yay. Uh, don't Pete Davidson me, bro, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth that Dilla is the king of sampling. Because it always sounded fire, no matter what he did. Uh, definitely a producer that I miss. But the fact that he put out, he basically Tupac'd it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the word I'm going to make up for this. He basically Tupac'd it, a.k.a. He made a whole bunch of music knowing that his time was limited on this earth. I'm grateful for it. 
But yeah, definitely shout out to Jay Diller. Uh, continue to uh, rest in heaven. And thank you for your contributions to the music game because without you, it wouldn't be some of the great producers that we have, like, you know, Pharrell and Kanye West, just to name a couple. But, you know, this is your boy Smiles. I'm here with Shot, aka Shot 41, Shot Navisky, Shot of Cream up in this joint. And. This has been an episode of the Classic Experience, and we'll see y'all next week.